Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is Friday, September 8, 2023. Hope you're all doing well and looking forward to the weekend. As always, you can find more of my episodes and content on various platforms, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, Zencaster, Amazon Music, and several other platforms. And if you haven't already, do check out my previews of each team for the for the NFL season, uh, which kicked off yesterday, obviously, between the Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and before I get into a number of things with the NFL, um, obviously it's a, really a unique time in sports with a lot of things going on. Um, I will say I'm excited to see actually how uh, the U.S. Open is kind of panning out. We may get that matchup maybe um, between Novak and Carlos Alcaraz, hopeful for that. So it should be fun to see what transpires in the U.S. Open. Um as history has been being made. And how about Coco Golf on the women's side of tennis um, at 19 years old, making her first, uh, you know, appearance in a, uh, making, making her first appearance in a Grand Slam final. Uh, definitely a, a very unique and young athlete that promising and can't wait to see if she can actually pull it off uh, when the U.S. Women's Open um Final does take play, place this weekend um, into Monday, I believe. So let's get right into it. Um, in today's episode, I want to give a quick recap of the game we saw between the Lions and the Chiefs yesterday, and then I will get into my top five games um, of week one that I'm looking forward to. And I will also give my picks from the other games that we will see um, this weekend and into Monday. So, the Detroit Lions uh, go on the road and beat the Kansas City Chiefs 21-20. to um, As I expected, this game was going to be close, and it did come down to uh, the Chiefs having a chance at, the, at this to win. Uh, unfortunately, it did not pan out. The Chiefs ended up not executing, and the Lions held strong and converted a key couple of plays down the stretch um, and the Lions pull off a huge win uh, to kick off their season. Um, you look at this game, it, it really was close. It had obviously a number of things that turned for both sides, but a couple things jumped out to me with the Lions and the Chiefs. One, you know, you're expecting to see hopefully the Chiefs, I was expecting the Chiefs to offensively find a way to work around Travis Kelsey, right? And Travis Kelsey's absence did end up being costly because the Chiefs weren't able to convert twice in Lions territory in the second half. Where in the first half, you saw Mahomes make plays. You saw guys emerge a little bit here and there and make make some big-time plays with their tight ends and a couple other players. Um, But second half, was different sort of all together, right? You have Kadarius Toney, who who had a promising Super Bowl last season, right, and coming to this game, he just really flat out uh, did not play well. He had a couple of drop passes, one drop pass led to an interception by Brian Branch of the Lions, 
and there were a number of plays that Tony was not able to make towards towards the middle uh, end of the game as well that really affected the Chiefs. So the Chiefs overall did not not did not execute as well as they hoped to on uh, the second half. Right, they made a couple of mistakes and. Despite Mahomes making plays and doing things, he just wasn't able to connect with anyone really on that key drive that they had with the two-minute warning or so. Uh, and that ended up pretty costly, right, with the Chiefs not being able to... Obviously, it is still a newer group of players um, in the sense that they didn't have Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey is obviously one of their best red zone um, targets and uh, without him, you saw everyone really struggle to be on the same page at times. The communication was off. And Mahomes wasn't able to find um, a whole lot of flexibility in terms of being able to make plays without Travis Kelsey being there in that part of the field. Uh, having said that, to give the Lions credit, you know, they did have a couple of situations where they gambled, right? Dan Campbell was aggressive in terms of trying to obviously capture the momentum. Uh, I got to say, I was impressed by that fourth down call on the that fake punt that they had at the beginning of the game or so. That was really impressive. I mean, they, they, they did go for it on fourth down, obviously, in the fourth quarter, which they ended up not making. But uh, the Lions played an extremely well, um, good game, right? They, they got after Mahomes. They made some plays. And Jared Goff ended up playing extremely well for the most part. They did have a turnover or so in the red zone area uh, and early point in the game. But you saw their rushing uh, performance with Montgomery and Gibbs kind of take over a little bit. The offensive line for the Lions, there's a lot of credit, right? They really took it to the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs were for a, a strong while in this game defensively, were able to get after golf, and they made the Lions often struggle for a little bit. But then the Lions started to impose their will offensively. You saw them pull guards, pull players, and uh, Montgomery ended up having that key game, you know, Touchdown, the go-ahead touchdown to put them on top. Um, so, give credit to Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, for really putting together a great game plan because they started to impose their will on the Chiefs uh, down the stretch, and they really took it to them. So, look at the Lions. This is a great start for their for their season for the Chiefs. Definitely not having not having Chris Jones out there was big for that defense, right? They, they were able to play well for a certain extent, but they needed that leadership as a, a dominant player inside. Uh, they missed him. And then for the Mahomes, you know, two touchdowns, uh, one pick six, obviously. Um, but, you know, key throws that just weren't able to be made. And look at, look at Kadir's Tony. Look at, look at some of the other wider, younger wide receivers. Um, they had their moments where they struggled. Uh, and give the Lions credit for playing well defensively and kind of locking in on a few things there. So, not the best way to start for the defending champions, but I know you do expect that you know, Kelsey will be healthy, hopefully through week two, the rest of the season, and maybe they will shake this one off and get back to playing better football, especially playing more cleaner football and converting better in the red zone because that was the difference in the game was the Lions defense being able to hold them twice, you know, in their own end zone territory and not, and then being able to kind of get that one touchdown that they needed after struggling on offense. So, nice win for the Lions. Got to give it to them. I was definitely wrong about this one. Uh, but, uh, obviously, a great game to start off week one, uh, start off the season. Close one. Um, I think the Lions, obviously, are a 
are on a good start here um, for their hopes of winning the NFC North this season. So let me now transition over to my top five games um, that I'm looking forward to in week one. There's obviously a number of games that I'm particularly interested in, um, but five games I'm listing here are the ones that kind of are at the top of my list and what I'm kind of looking forward to see what actually ends up transpiring. All right, so let's kick off with the Tennessee Titans at the New Orleans Saints. Now, this is a unique matchup. Obviously, both teams are coming off seasons in which they hope to have played better, have made the playoffs, right? They were hoping to make the playoffs, and they ended up just not being able to, um, you know, get there uh, towards the very end, right? So now the Saints, they obviously had a big off season in which they acquired and signed Derek Carr to be their quarterback. Um, and obviously, Derek Carr is reunited with Dennis Allen, his head coach. I look at the New Orleans Saints. They still have one of the better defenses in the NFL with Cameron Jordan and Lattimore. Um, you know, Marcus May obviously being there. Um, so they've got a number of solid players on defense. And offensively, you're hoping that Michael Thomas is going to start to showcase himself in this game, right? Overall, um, Evan Olave and Jarvis Landry, so... Uh, there's a lot of excitement about what the Saints do have another roster. Um, there's also DeAndre Hopkins debut as a Tennessee Titan, right? And DeAndre Hopkins obviously is someone that in the offseason had a couple of things going on. Uh, obviously, he made some comments recently about you know, teams not wanting him and wanting to go out and prove them all wrong. So Hopkins is now going to be obviously... You know, feature along, you know, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Uh, Tennessee, obviously, is a team that, under Mike Rabel, um, you know, they've been a solid team for the most part. They've had their struggles, no doubt, at times. Uh, but they obviously are looking for big things, so looking for Hopkins to kind of transform their offense a little bit, give them that downfield of, you know, passing tag. And hopefully Traylon Burks, their promising wide receiver they drafted a year ago, Will be able to kind of pick up some skills. So you have a matchup in which you you know you have two of the better defensive coaches in the NFL. Um, and look at the Tennessee Titans offensive uh, offensive line and their defensive line. Uh, you like what you like what they have on defense, obviously with Simmons being there on their back end. Definitely has some reinforcements, obviously with Caleb Farley from last year. Uh, so this is a matchup in which. I think both teams have a lot of firepower offensively. Um, I do believe that Alvin Kamara, you know, will be out um, due to the suspension and everything. I think Kamara obviously will not be playing. So this is a game in which you want to see which offense or two, you know, can put together some longer stretches of plays. Um, Derrick Henry obviously is a beast; can do a lot of number of things on the football field, and he's gonna have his chance to kind of. You know, pick his matchups and run well in this game. I think for Tennessee, they do they do not want to get this game to a shootout. Uh, you know, they kind of want to play conservative, um, make sure you're able to kind of manage the game because the Saints' offense with Derek Carr, obviously the chemistry will be something to watch, right? Um, obviously, Derek Carr in a new situation with the with the, line, uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he's playing indoors, right? And um, 
look at what the Saints do have. They've got a lot of guys who can make plays in spaces. So I can see this game being a really interesting one. Um, I think if Derek Carr plays up to his level, um, you know, uh, I think they will um, you know, do a, a good job offensively. But it is important for Derek Carr to find some rhythm, find some success. Um, and I think in this game, uh, when it comes down to it, it's just going to come down to, you know, how well those, those matches play out, right, between Hopkins and Burks and, um, you know, against like that match with Lattimore and Hopkins should be a key one in this one. Um, so I see this game being a close one early on, but I think the Saints have just much more firepower offensively. They should be able to do a better job of, of converting, I think, big plays and the, the Titans will in this game. And so I'm picking the New Orleans Saints to win in Derek Carr's home debut. I think he finds a way to play extremely good football. Um, and I think that th- this defense is going to have some success getting to Ryan Tannehill, getting him off the spot a little bit. And I think that Tennessee will be playing from behind and I think that will kind of play into the Saints' hands. I think the Saints will end up winning this game because of, of there's much more better defensive pass rushers on the, on, the, on the edge. And I think that Derek Carr puts up a lot more points eventually in this game than Ryan Tannehill. So I'm picking the Saints to win um, at home in this game. The next matchup that I want to get into and talk about um, that I'm looking forward to is between the San Francisco 49ers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a unique matchup. Obviously, this is, I think, the second straight or third straight season that the San Francisco 49ers are opening on the road against an East Coast team. And this matchup features two of the better coaches in the NFL, two of the best coaches in the NFL, and Kyle Shanahan and Mike Tomlin. Um, Both coaches have a lot going for them, obviously, this season with some of the offensive firepower and changes. Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett, and these are two of the younger quarterbacks in the NFL. Obviously, Brock Purdy had a great season last year. That small, you know, that sample size that we saw of games he played. Uh, obviously, he's recovered from the elbow surgery, and you're expecting big things from Brock Purdy. Although, having said that, you know, can he be that quarterback? Can he be the the Niners quarterback in the future? Can he lead them into that? You know, that moment again where they can try to win and change a game the Super Bowl. That's the key thing to watch, right? Um, obviously, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, there, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the Niners have one of the better offenses in the NFL. Um, and they have a lot of ways of attacking you, right, in the running game as well as the passing game. They are playing a Pittsburgh Steelers defense that has gotten better over time. They've added a few players, you know, obviously with T.J. Watt being dominant and really solid. The Steelers have accumulated a lot of good talent on the defensive line. They have a really good shot in terms of pulling up this upset, if you ask me, because the Steelers have one of the better defensive lines in the NFL. They've got a couple of good corners as well. So they, they do match up somewhat well against the 49ers in terms of, like, physicality and play style. Obviously, Mike Tomlin is someone that continues to coach and show why he's one of the best. Obviously, year in, year out, the Steelers have been competitive. They've been in the mix. Um, they almost came a, you know, a player or so away from be- or a game or so from being to the playoffs last year. So 
there's not nothing like about, about the Steelers team. Obviously, Kenny Pickett's entering the year two. You know, he had his moments in year one where he flashed a little bit and showed some good things. Um, but now you want to see Kenny Pickett continue that 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 you know, that, that trend, right? He, he has a George Pickens, right? Um, and he has DeAndre Johnson. We've got Pat Fryer, right? Um, so they've got some really good weapons, right? Najai Harris is also there. Uh, and see that they're kind of fortified their offensive line with the draft pick of Roderick Jones. So the Steelers have a couple of good things going for them this game where, you know, they have so much better talent around Kenny Pickett um, and they have a chance to maybe do some good things overall if they can kind of get it going. Um, let's not also forget that Allen Robinson is also there in Pittsburgh. So when you look at it, there's a number of uh, key additions on both teams, right? And the Niners are definitely a team that uh, up front the defensive line are ferocious and can do a lot of good things in this game. Um, I think that you look at this game and how it may play out, right? Brock Purdy is coming off that surgery. He's coming off, obviously, not being able to play um, since that game. So, I mean, it's a game in which the Niners do have the better roster, uh, better players. Now, George Kittle's status is yet to be seen, right? Uh, he may or may not suit up on Sunday. Nick Bosa just got paid, right? Um, uh, a huge contract, making him one of the highest-paid defensive ends in the NFL. Um, so, the Niners have a lot of things going for them in this game. The only thing that I see in this game, although, what it comes down to is, you know, can Brock Purdy um, still be dominant and effective, right, um, from the get-go. And it does take a little bit of time, obviously, for teams to get into their gel and their chemistry. The Steelers are at home and opening day. And to me, as great as Niners will be this season, I do see them having a chance to be upset here by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that Kenny Pickett um, is going to do a lot of number of things Offensively, he did show some promise in the preseason, which obviously, you know, obviously is not much. But look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look at this roster. Um, they have a chance to pull off this upset in, in Week One. I think the Niners—they run the football extremely well, right? And if you take that run game away a little bit, I think that the Steelers are good enough to, you know, play well in the secondary. So. I'm going to pick the Steelers here in an upset over the 49ers. I think it'll be a close game. But I think that at some point in this game, the Steelers will take away the Niners' running game. And they'll put Brock Purdy in a situation to throw the ball a lot more than he wants to. Or Kyle Shanahan may want to. And that's why I see this game coming down to a couple of plays. I think that Brock Purdy is going to have to win it uh, through the air. Um, Presented this game, so I think the Steelers are good enough to hold up and maybe make some plays. So I'm picking the Steelers to win this one against the 49ers. I think that Kenny Pick is going to play extremely well. I think this defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to kind of show up and uh, make a couple of key stops in this game with their defensive line and their secondary making the play on the football. So I got the Steelers winning this game. So the next game that I want to get into and talk about, um, 
is between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. Um, you look at this game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. Um, it's a game in which you know you're going to see a number of interesting things. I think one, right, the Eagles are the defending NFC champions, right? Jalen Hurts just got paid, obviously, a huge contract. Um, you know, how well do the Eagles kind of kickstart their their road back to the Super Bowl, right? Um, there's always that question, right, about Super Bowl hangover and getting there and they, they, the fashion that they lost, right? How does the Eagles come out and play, right? You have Jalen Hurts, obviously, looking kind of built on the success that you have with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and Dallas Gardner last season, right? If a New England Patriots team that historically on defense has been solid to start the season usually. Um, and Bill Belichick obviously has had quite interesting offseason, right, with a couple of things regarding Mac Jones and his roster and key players on defense. So, you know, are the Eagles going to be up for that challenge, right? Is Shane, uh, sorry, is Nick Sarani going to, you know, be up to the challenge in terms of, like, being aggressive in play call against Bill Belichick and his defensive mind, right? It's a game in which both teams do have quite a bit of turnover, right, into the roster. Um, you look at the Eagles, they don't have, obviously, the same coordinator. They have a couple of new players. Um, most of the, you know, some of the players from, from Georgia on their defense now, right? And so, how does the Eagles defense kind of look? The Eagles were one of the better defenses last year, in terms of, like, getting to the quarterback and pass rush. They were t- top uh, at, at, at the league, and they're doing that. Now, you're going against the Patriots, who are kind of debuting a little bit of a new offense, right, in terms of, like, Bill O'Brien is there now with Mac Jones, and they're hoping that Bill O'Brien is going to be able to kind of elevate Mac Jones' passing abilities. You have Juju Smith-Schuster there, right, you have Devontae Parker, you got Kendrick Bourne, you drafted a wide receiver, and I think Tycon Torden out of Baylor, and you also have Ezekiel Elliott, right, to pair up now with Ramondre Stevenson. So the Patriots are looking to kind of build upon having a better offensive unit than they had in recent memory. Um, they struggle, no doubt, in terms of, like, the passing offense and overall offense being at the top of their level, right? So um, it's a game in which the Eagles do have a better complement of players, more chemistry, obviously, right, because Nick Sire, Ron, Jalen Hurts do what they do. We look at Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they're obviously trying to, you know, play up to par and they're going to try to make this game really, really tight and close. Um, Belichick's going to have a tough assignment, no doubt, of trying to take away Jalen Hurts' ability to do what he wants to do on the football field. And, you know, Belichick has, has had success against mobile quarterbacks before. And so the scheming of this defense, how well do they kind of cover and and take away A.J. Brown will be key to watch. But most notably, the Eagles were also one of the better rushing teams last year, right? And now they have a new running back in DeAndre Swift there, right? So that dynamic, the running game, the offensive line, can they kind of impose their will against, you know, can they impose their will against the, the New England Patriots, right? Um, that's going to be key to watch is how well do the Eagles kind of finish and, and play with their RPO style, um, that's going to be fun to watch. So, I think that you look at it, right? Um, 
because the Eagles defense obviously has some new additions, right? And the, defensively, um, can they get you know can they get the Mac Jones? Can they make it a long game for him? That's going to be the key for the Eagles. Is that their defense got to set the set the edge and tone in terms of trying to take away Mac Jones's uh, game? And Mac Jones is in an interesting spot, right? He's obviously had a great first year, second year not so much. Um, so, you know, can Mac Jones play well? Can he get off to a, a good start? I think if the Patriots get off to a slow start in this game and they're behind. Um, they will struggle, but they will try to run the run the football. Right? Elliott is out to prove right; he can still be a dominant player. And so, the rushing attack for the for the Patriots will be key in this game. If they can find a way to run the football well against this Eagles front, uh, they will have a better chance of being able to win this game. Um, having said that, the Eagles, although I think, just have more firepower, they have more chemistry on the outside, and I think that. We're going to see Jalen Hurts obviously come out and play extremely well, even if the Patriots decide to scheme up certain. I think that Jalen Hurts is very talented. He had a great end to his season last year. Was he would have been the MVP last year, right? If he didn't get hurt, possibly. And so I think that the Eagles are going to come out trying to run the football, trying to Jalen Hurts in a lot of different situations. And I just don't see the Patriots being able to kind of sustain. Uh, their defense uh, as well. I think that at some point in this game, I think the Eagles are going to find a way to make some more explosive plays. You know, they're going to run the football, I think, a lot better. Um, and I think that you're going to just see their wide receiving corps make more plays than the Patriots will in this game. So I have the Eagles winning this game against the Patriots at Foxborough. I think that it will be a tight game. It will be close. But I think that the Eagles are in a much better position with their offensive weapon. I think with Nick Sirianni's play calling and ability to kind of maneuver things around, I think you will see the Eagles come up in this game at some point and find a way to play more better football towards the end of this game. I think Jalen Hurts will, you know, hit some key players in this one. And I think that uh, it will come down to a kind of red zone efficiency. And I don't really know if the Patriots have the answer offensively yet. Uh, you're hoping that Julius Schuster is the one who can do that, or you know you have obviously a tight end in Hunter Henry who, who was one of the better tight ends a couple of years ago. Uh, so I don't really see the Patriots' offense getting off to a, a, a great start. They may play well, they may have a lead in this game, but the Eagles come back. I think Jalen Hurts puts it on uh, eventually in this game. I think that you'll see them end up in this game. So in the next segment, I will continue to preview uh, some. The remaining two games that I have uh, that I'm looking forward to uh, this week, week one, and I also will make my picks and give my thoughts on the rest of the other week one matchups uh, for week one of the NFL 2023-2024 season. Hey guys, I'm back. Um, Another segment and continuing on uh, my preview of week one games to look forward to. Um, and I want to continue now with talking about the remaining two matchups that I'm really looking forward to in week one of the NFL season, as well as my picks for the rest of the weekend as well. So let's get to it. The Miami Dolphins are going to be playing at the Los Angeles Chargers in the evening slate. And Obviously, this is a matchup featuring Justin 
Herbert and Tua Tagovailoa. If I say that name correctly, <laughs> uh, obviously features two guys who are forever linked. Obviously, uh, you know, Dolphins got Tua and the Chargers drafted Herbert, or uh, I think a pick later. So these two have been linked for quite some time. And you look at both quarterbacks; they are entering really interesting situations. Um, one, you have you know Tua, who's been through quite a bit. Right, when healthy, he's been able to show a lot of promise as a quarterback, someone who can lead this Dolphins team potentially. And then there's Justin Herbert, who has already rewritten his, you know, the history books in terms of the first three years of the passing yards, stat, touchdowns. He's been elite uh, in terms of numbers and being able to, um, you know, play at a high level. Um, but both quarterbacks have a lot to prove, no doubt, considering how their seasons. And then last year, obviously, with Tua not being able to play in playoffs, right? The concussions that he suffered, um, that was tough. And then for Justin Herbert, first playoff game, started out playing well. Uh, unfortunately, things kind of fell apart as a team for the Chargers, um, and they ended up losing. So um, you have a matchup here that both teams are kind of familiar with each other because they played last year. I think the Chargers won last year's contest. In a close one, um, both teams have prolific offense weapons, right? You have Miami, obviously, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and, you know, Austin Berrios and a few other notable players on their offensive side of the ball. And then you have the Chargers, who have the duo of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, both should be fully healthy, obviously, to start the season here, um, you know, you do have Austin Eckler, who is there. Uh, obviously, he was not happy. Um, he wanted a trade, and, you know, the Chargers ended up keeping him. And there was that. You have Quinnen Johnson, who was one of their top draft picks this year. He's also going to be, you know, featured um, coming up, uh, in, you know, probably in this game and for the season. So, uh, both teams have got a whole bunch of. Uh, you know, there's a lot of firepower, skilled players that can do a lot of damage um, in this game. Now, you look at some of the changes that the Chargers have went through in the offseason, right? Well, they do. They went ahead and obviously got Kellen Moore as their offensive play caller, um, and that could bode big things potentially for this offense with Justin Herbert, who continues to ascend. Um, and look at the Miami Dolphins; they have. They have Vic Bangio um, as their defensive coordinator now. So, schematically, the Dolphins are going to be looking a little bit different. So, this game really features a number of variables in both directions. And you look at, you know, Tua, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, can he beat that franchise quarterback? Can he beat the guy uh, to really do a number of things? Um, obviously, his durability is the biggest question mark you have with him, is right? As a pure passer, he can fling it. And there were a number of plays last year, a number of moments last year, which two of us played at a high level. Uh, he made a lot of big plays with his arm, with his talent. Um, but it's all about him being able to be able to stay healthy and be be up to the you know the. Ch- the challenge of going because some of these AFC teams that are really, really talented. Uh, Mike McDaniel is obviously someone who had 
nice year overall. Right. He got this team playing at a high level. You saw, you know, a version of the Shanahan kind of system come through. And the Dolphins now need to find a way to put it all together, right? They do have some players that'll be back healthy this year. I think Bradley Chubb is one of them. Um, you know, they have Jalen Phillips on the other side. And they've obviously tried to address the offensive line a little bit and, you know, add a couple of skilled players at the running back spot. Um, so the Dolphins have a team, a, a roster that's really up there. It's, uh, it is good. Uh, obviously, it comes down to Tua. And in this game, um, he's going to really have to execute at a high level. You, you kind of want to see them get off to a fast start, kind of give the Chargers some and issues with their play style of physicality. Uh, if they do that, if Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waddle, that chemistry can kind of pick up from where it was, you know, last season, um, the Dolphins could put up a lot of points. Um, now you look at this game and what really to expect um, and what, what it may come down to. Um, it will come down to, I think, quarterback play. Ultimately, I think that... Um, Yes, the pass rush for both teams is exceptional. The Chargers obviously have Joey Bosa, um, who is great in his own right, you know, in terms of what he can do and how he can attack, right? Like, Joey Bosa is exceptional at that. And, and, and getting out after the quarterback, you have Khalil Mack who's there still as a veteran leader, the player that can do a lot of good things. And then you have Durbin James and J.C. Jackson, who's fully healthy. So... Um, all eyes really for the Chargers have to be um, more so on Brian Staley. If you come to it at a pinpoint what the Chargers really need this season, especially in this first game, I need Brandon Staley uh, to show that he is that coach. And Brandon Staley has taken a lot of slack, a lot of heat, no doubt, for the last few seasons of what the Chargers. Um, have ended up being, right? Like, there was that one game, obviously, everybody talked about where they had a chance to potentially tie with the Raiders, and both teams may have got to the playoffs, and he decided to kick a field goal or, or something along those lines and or try to make a decision on a fourth down play. And, and, you know, there were just a number of things that happened. that, And then last year's collapse... Right, for Staley as a coach was not not great either to see what, what ended up happening, right? Um, so this Chargers defense, uh, they've got quite a bit to prove in terms of their secondary, their linebacking core. Um, this is a game in which they have to play extremely well and they're going to be tested by that Miami Dolphins speed um, and their short and quick passing game. If the Chargers can find a way to defend well in the secondary, take away Tyree Hill, and try to make the Dolphins work in the middle of the field, or at least the corners, we got a far better chance of winning this game and getting one of their pass rushing their defense home um, against Tua. Now for Justin Herbert, um, you know he is someone that obviously has seen a number of defenses and has played extremely well. For the Chargers, really, it comes down to their offensive line holding up against that Miami Dolphins pass rush. Uh, they can get after, they can blitz really well. Vic Bangio is known for 
being really schematically cre- and creative with how he disguises certain things. So, how about the doll? How about the charges kind of hold up? You know, can they get Herbert enough time to do play action? And you want to see, you know, Keenan Allen attack and go up against, you know, Eli Apple and Xavier Holland, uh, the cornerbacks of the Miami Dolphins. You want to see Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both be dominant in terms of their, uh, you know, ability to not only finish big plays, but to score in the end, in the end zone. And so I think Kellen Moore being there, it's definitely going to open up a lot of different possibilities for guys to get the football. And I'm excited to see what Quinton uh, John, uh, Johnston does. TCU, obviously a nice wide receiver addition to their roster. You just want to see the Chargers not fall into that same trap of starting slow, making mistakes. I think if Herbert plays this game as he usually does, um, if they can get off to a good start and, and play with a nice balance of run pass, um, I think that the Chargers are going to be in a position to win this game. Uh, more so than the Dolphins, because I think that Chargers, you know, they have a few... You, you just expect Justin Herbert to have a chance in every single game, right? With his way, with this place, uh, you expect the Chargers to be in it no matter what. And so it just may come down to if the Dolphins really want to win this game on the road, uh, they're just going to have to come out and, and they're going to need Tua to put up a lot more early on um, and to kind of match Herbert score for score if it gets into that type of game. Looking at it, although it may be one of those games in which it will come down to a few plays, a few turnovers, a few coaching decisions, right? And Mike Shanahan, sorry, I'm not Shanahan, but Mike McDaniels and Brands have two coaches that operate very differently, similarly in some aspects. So, which coach really kind of pulls the trigger on some key, you know, fourth down calls or? you know, games, you know, situations when they, when they come up in this game will be really, really important. Um, I just look at this game and it's, it is a tough one to pick because I think both teams are talented. You know, both teams have a lot going for them. Um, I'm just going to give the edge to the Chargers in this one. I think they're at home. I think Herbert um, is going to play a lot better than, than Tua probably will in the later portion of this game. So, I can see it being a close one. See the Dolphins maybe getting a little bit of a lead. But I think that Justin Herbert and this offense have got a lot of ways to attack um, the way that, that Big Banjo likes to play defense. And I think that Justin Herbert is going to be up, up to the challenge. Um, obviously, he just got paid. Uh, uh, I think he's going to be out to prove himself and to kind of shake off that stench that they had from last, last year's playoff loss of not being able to score points in the second half as well. So I see Justin Herbert coming out, playing strong, um, getting after it, and putting up some illegal touchdown performances in this one. So I'm picking the Chargers uh, to win this one against the Dolphins at home. And now that brings me to the final game that I want to kind of preview in my top five games this week. And that would be between the Buffalo Bills and New York Jets on Monday Night Football. Obviously, it's a huge national stage, and you've got a game in which a lot of teams, a lot of people feel on the outside looking in. Like, this is a really, really big, important game. Um, yes, it's early in the season. Yes, it's game one. But this game, very well, could be an indicator of what these two teams may look like 
or whether the team's made to because it's been known and well reported, right? Well documented. The Bills have dominated the division the last few seasons, right? Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, and this team, they've been knocking on the door, uh, you know, in the playoffs, to the divisional playoffs, to, to an AFC championship game appearance um, at one point. And you feel like this Bills team, obviously, definitely um, has, you know, elevated Josh Allen, obviously has played at a huge level, has been the big reason why they've been a success, probably, and been able to stay afloat with these teams around them because you're just seeing a lot more of, you know, consistency and good play. But now, look at this matchup, right? You've got Aaron Rodgers now as a New York Jet, right? He is a New York Jet. The Jets have been all in, right, this offseason to get Aaron Rodgers, right, to surround him with weapons. You know, Alan Lazard um, you know, you have Randall Cobb there, right? Garrett Wilson's coming off a pretty impressive rookie season. And the Jets have aspirations, no doubt, for Aaron Rodgers to be a playoff team, to make it to the Super Bowl, uh, to be competitive. And the Jets will have a really tough four, you know, four to six game stretch here to start the season. But this is what they want. This is what they signed up for, right? And They've made a lot of moves, right, to try to address those needs. The offensive line remains a question mark for the Jets heading to this matchup, right? The Bills do have a defensive line that is talented. I think it up to the quarterback. So, you know, it's a matchup that features a lot of, you know, a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, right? Um, obviously, Von Miller... Um, is not going to be able to play in this game, obviously due to whether it's suspension or the injury that he's coming back from. Um, so, from that standpoint, um, it's it's a game in which um, last year the Jets did win at home against the Buffalo Bills, right? And they had Zach Wilson as starting quarterback. But this defense has Sauce Gardner. You got Mosley, right? You got McDonald, McDonald who they drafted. You know, you have Quinn Williams. Um, so um, the Jets, I think, really for them, the key to this game for them is really to they got to show up defensively and, and make stops. And that's going to be be the biggest thing in this game is you know you have Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, both are highly talented quarterbacks, right? And obviously Aaron Rodgers is a four-time MVP, and you know. You know Someone who obviously has a lot of years' experience. He's going to obviously going to take some time to get used to this environment. But you know, you're starting off at home, and for the Jets, um, defensively, right? They were on the field a lot last season, and you know they didn't have the best quarterback play. Now they're hoping to have that with Aaron Rodgers, right? Because you have the weapons that I talked about, right? You also, not to mention, you have a Brees Hall that's returning. Right to complement Dalvin Cook, who you signed as well. So you got a couple of really solid running backs. Um, you got an improved wide receiver room. Right, McCall Hardman is also there. Um, so offensively, the Jets they do have the pieces to put it all together to be more respectable as an offense this season. 
key thing is their defense, right? The defense was a top five, top six defense last year with the play of Gardner and Quentin Williams. Now you want to see, you know, are they going to be able to win those games they have to win, right? Can they get stops when they have to get, get stops? Because, you know, there was one game last year against the Lions in which the Jets had a prime opportunity right, to get a stop on a third down, fourth down play, and they gave them a touchdown. So for the Jets, it's about consistency. You want to see them have more turnovers. They didn't have a whole lot of turnovers last year. They had obviously a really good defense, right? They were solid against the pass, solid against the run. But turnover-wise, the Jets weren't up there uh, in the top 20. You know, like they didn't have more than 20-plus turnovers. I think for them to be really solid defense this year to kind of complement what Aaron Rodgers could bring, you want to see this defense get some turnovers, make some plays. But more importantly, get up and put on third down. On the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, right? Um, they're still an elite quarterback wide receiver combo. Obviously, you have Gabe Davis there. You have Dalton, uh, I think Kinnid or Kennedy, who they are complementing with, you know, Dawson Knox. And you do have uh, in, in a different running back room, right? I think you've got. Uh, James Cook right there and then you got another running back that forgetting the name but they do have you know a much better statistically like team in terms of like personnel it's pretty much the same team almost the Buffalo Bills difference obviously there's been a few positions few areas um, that they've tried to address and resign they they will have their two safeties and Hyde and Poirier back and they're going to make things tough for Aaron Rodgers, no doubt, probably in this game. At some point, depending on the looks that the Buffalo Bills give Aaron Rodgers, it's going to really be really going to come down to a game in which, you know, you're going to see a number of adjustments be made. And I think for Josh Allen, really the key for him in this game is that, you know, are you going to be able to kind of you know, make plays and avoid the pass rush. Can you get the ball out quick? You know, feed off those quick throws, play action, side angle throws. Um, I think that's going to be a huge key um, for Josh Allen, being able to get the ball out, being able to make plays. But more importantly, his mobility may be an X factor in this game, depending on how it may go. Um, how well do the Jets kind of defend that? You know, if he decides to take off for some runs will be key. Um, but yeah, the Bills had a tough end right to their season last year. They got beat pretty handily by the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're a team that they still feel has a chance to make the Super Bowl, to make a, a an appearance. And Josh Allen has proven throughout his career he can really make he can really play well in these prime time situations. So it, it could really potentially be a fun game between both teams. Um, I think that both defenses have a lot to lot riding for them in terms of pass rushing and their abilities. Um, it's really going to be a, a, a fun game and a game of, of, of you know stretches. And I think that if I have to go ahead and pick who's going to win this game, I just think the Jets, with their defense, wanting to make a statement, wanting to prove all the talk and all the things that have been, been coming up, right? through hard knocks, I think the Jets find a way to get this victory. I think they need to win this game. Uh, 
I think it's more important for them to win this game than the Buffalo Bills need to win this game. I'll put it that way because if you look at their schedule and what the Jets are going to be facing up against, if they have any shot of trying to win the division or trying to be one of those top teams in the AFC, you've got to get off to a good start. And Buffalo is, you know, a team that you will be competing with all season long, right, uh, in terms of um, seeding or matchup-wise. But I think the Jets want to make some noise, want to people believe in them. I think they need a, a strong start. They need this game more than the Bills do. And I think Aaron Rodgers, if he can play like it, if he can just stay upbeat, be protected, you know, execute in the red zone, uh, I think the Jets have a strong chance of winning this game. So I'm picking the Jets to win this one. I think that they will come out and play a solid game. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to put forth some really good um, showing in, in this fourth quarter of this game. And I see them winning this one against Buffalo, kicking off their season with a very important win. So there you have it, my top five games I look forward to week one. Um, we'll see how it pans out. Should be fun, no doubt. Not only because of football's back, but fantasy football, right, is back. <laughs> That's going to be something to have to keep an eye out on uh, as well this weekend. So as for some of the other games that are taking place um, this weekend, um, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Should be a fun matchup. Joe Burrow just got paid, um, making him one of the highest paid quarterbacks now in the NFL. Uh, there's a lot of like, like about this game. Uh, I think both teams are motivated and hungry to prove something, especially Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski, who uh, they, they know this is a big year. Uh, they obviously have tried to address some needs. Joe Burrow, obviously signed up. You have Jamar Chase, you got T. Higgins, you got our defense that a little bit revamped. So, it could be a fun one. I think the Bengals will, will win, win at Cleveland. I think Joe Burrow just puts up more, a better, more of a better performance than Deshaun Watson does um, in this game. They got the Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, this is the, this is the debut of the number one overall pick in C.J. Stroud. And, uh, you know, you obviously D'Amico Ryans as defense coordinator, as head coach of this team. You have Lamar Jackson debuting in a new offense under Todd Monken with Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman. It could be a really fun game. I think although that Ravens are going to win this game against the Texans, I think they're just too better of a team offensively than, than the Houston Texans are. Uh, you got the Cardinals taking on the Commanders. Um, you know, no Kyler Murray yet for the Cardinals. Uh, look at the Commanders. They will have Sam Howell starting. Um, Washington definitely is a team defensively that should be able to give the Cardinals a lot of problems in this game. So I'm going to pick the Commanders to win at home against Arizona. You got the Minnesota Vikings hosting the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Baker Mayfield. Um, hard to see him doing that great early on his first game as, as, as a Buccaneer. I think the Vikings have more talented, obviously, weapons in Justin Jefferson. Um, Jordan Addison being there. I think Kirk Cousins is going to put up a, a really good performance despite how great Todd Bowles that defense may be. I think that there's just not enough juice for the Buccaneers 
uh, to pull off the upset against the Minnesota Vikings. You've got the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Bryce Young. Um, I want to make a, a quick correction. Bryce Young was the number one overall pick. Not Cedar Strong. Cedar Strong was the number two overall pick. Um, Bryce Young, uh, you know, debuts as the Carolina Panther um, at Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams have a lot riding for them. Uh, no doubt in this this early division contest. Um, I like the Falcons to win at home. I think their defense uh, is going to be able to get a lot more home to the quarterback. Um, I think that Desmond Ritter obviously had, had time to kind of sit back and learn a little bit. I think the weapons with London and Kyle Pitts and a few others, and I think Cordell Patterson and, and the most, I mean, Benjamin Robinson, I think the Falcons are going to have more, more firepower and be able to pull this win off at home. Uh, Jaguars at the Colts, give me the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Um, it is obviously uh, the first game for Anthony Richardson and Shane, St- um, I think Shane Steichen, um, their head coach. Um, I think that the Jaguars is a much more talented team. I think Doug Peterson is going to find a ways. Uh, this Colts defense in the back end is not as strong as it was a season ago. Um, so I think the Jaguars win big and they have a, an excellent performance from Trevor Lawrence in this game. Uh, you got the Raiders and the Broncos. Even the Denver Broncos to win in their home debut under Sean Payton. I think Russell Wilson plays well. They kind of avenged their loss to the Raiders from last season. Uh, you got the Rams at the Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks and Geno Smith. Um, I think the Rams are going to be a good team, but I think Seattle has a lot more talent. I think their defense is more fortified than ever. And I think that, you know, that home crowd, they're running, you know, with Metcalf and with Lockett and just for Kenneth Walker. I could just see the Seahawks just being much more better offensively and be able to get more stops defensively than the Rams will be able to do. So give me the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Los Angeles uh, Rams. We got Packers and Bears. Jordan Love, obviously, his full-time debut as Packers quarterback. They're at Chicago. Both teams are uh, looking to, obviously, keep pace with the Detroit Lions. Um, Packers-Bears has always been a historic rivalry throughout the years. Um, Justin Fields has a lot to prove, obviously, with the, the additions he has on, on his roster. Um, I think this is a fun game. Uh, it could be a, a good one, although... With the Packers not having one of their wide receivers, I think Christian Watson out there uh, or Romeo Dove, I think it'll be a little bit tough for them to win this game. So I'm going to pick the Bears to win this one. I think Justin Fields plays extremely well. I think he gives the Packers a a bunch of fits in in this game. Um, And I think that you'll see um, kind of the play calling and the personnel for the for the Bears hold up a lot better against the Packers defense and I think the Bears will steal this one at home and then that brings me to the Giants and the Cowboys Sunday night football definitely a huge matchup the Giants are obviously hoping that Saquon Darren Waller will be healthy enough to play uh, obviously they're hoping that the new additions with Paris Campbell and General Hyatt do good things Daniel Jones definitely has to prove himself Giants have lost a lot to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, 
And I think that at some point has to end. For Dak Prescott, you know, obviously a lot has been talked about Trey Lance. A lot of rumors have been talked about Jerry Jones, McCarthy. Um, this Cowboys team is talented. They've got a defense. And with a player like Mike, you know, Makai Parsons, Dallas has an extremely good defense with Dan Quinn being there back for another season. Could be a really uh, good game. The Giants have a lot of firepower on defense as well. You're hoping that Kayvon Thibodeau and Ojalari, um, you know, as well as you know Williams and you know Wink Martindale in that second year with this defense uh, can kind of slow down C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. Um, so. Both teams definitely have a lot going for them. I do like the Giants finding a way to pull off the upset. I think that it's just about time. I think Daniel Jones is due for one of those games where he will play well. I think he'll pick up on last year's success. And if there's any game that they can steal from the Cowboys, is this one. And I think that Saquon is due for a big game. I think he's going to play the chip on his shoulder. And I see some of the wide receivers of the Giants really making some plays. Uh, more so than Dallas. So I'm going to go with Giants fan here. I'm picking the Giants to win against Dallas. I think that Brian Dable is going to coach extremely well in this game better than Mike McCarthy. And they're going to they're gonna finally find a way to end this losing streak to the Dallas Cowboys.